Sarah Hathaway, we made you watch Boxing Helena, a movie that would be much less gross if it was actually about boxing. Uh, what is your major compliment for it? My major compliment is for all the cute nighties. Oh, um, there are some Helena might have super cute. Like she might have had, you know, her free will taken away from her as well as all of her limbs. Yeah, but she looked very beautiful as people kept saying the whole movie and she wore some pretty stylish nighties yeah so which makes you think what is dr nick doing with a collection of stylish nighties? do you think he got those were from they her his place? mom's nighties oh i think they were his mom's well you I saw think that really fast they were some yeah his tits mom out mom uh, that well it's a good thing they never came back and addressed the whole mom situation because i was uncomfortable with it well, if you mean they never came back to it, you like flashback to it a lot. Well, they did like <laughs> flashback to it twice, but they never like. I kept thinking it was going to get worse, and it was going to be like, "What happens next?" And it wasn't. It was just mom going like, "You've been a bad boy." Yeah, which so he they, literally yeah. had because he had just removed a woman's arms and legs without her permission. Yeah, so <laughs> when she was naughty, like, naughty, you've done a bad <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, like you assault, the mom aggravated like, torture, possibly definitely oh wrongful imprisonment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's done a very Wolf. bad thing. Uh, Tanya, what's your major compliment? My major compliment is for growth and change because Bill Paxton <laughs> is in this movie and his acting is not great. But his yeah. leather pants <laughs> and leather pants. But I also I think of Bill Paxton as a quality character, so I was really <laughs> happy to see him and then surprised. But you know, Bill, you've done a lot in the intervening years and. I'm happy for you. I am <laughs> quick flash quiz. What is your favorite Bill Paxton role? Ooh, I mean, other than this. Oh, geez. Yeah, what's the How what's the heck? canonical Bill Paxton? Terminator. Mm. Yeah, he's in. He's was he T2, in Terminator? Right? Am I thinking of someone else? Well, he's, I know. Yeah, this he's is definitely this, in this Terminator. Is the fear, right? He's, this is the fear. He's in Twister. In he's in Titanic. He's in Aliens. Oh yeah, he is. I like an him aliens. in Aliens the best. Aliens I like him as good. a space marine. I was just watching uh, Edge of Tomorrow again because that movie is awesome, and he's the uh, the take no shit sergeant guy oh. in that movie. Oh, Tombstone. Oh, you know he was so good in Frailty. I forgot. Oh, I didn't see Frailty. And, oh, Apollo oh, thirteen. Apollo thirteen. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh. No, you're all wrong. It's Twister all the way. No, the answer is space. The answer is always space. I mean, probably Apollo thirteen. Although I did love him in Tombstone too. Oh, uh, he's getting too real shithead in that yeah, movie. Yeah, so Bill Paxton. Yeah, Bill Paxton. Gotta, gotta I, say, my knee-jerk reaction was actually Twister, and then I just did some <laughs> intense IMDb-ing yeah. to make sure that it was, in fact, Bill Paxton and not Bill Pullman and Twister. <laughs> I, <laughs> I do love me some Bill Pullman as well. I, uh, I actually thought Bill Paxton in this movie was like, he was like the right amount of camp that could have changed the whole film if it was, like, he seemed like he was just, like, cheesy instead of, like like, biting off more than he could chew. He was like, yeah. he was chewing less than he's capable of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like there were some, he made some choices that I wasn't so certain okay, about. Are they oh, acting choices or are they there messed There was a wide shot. I think, I think I was going to say costume, costume choice because there was a wide shot during his uh, sex scene with Helena where he was wearing his socks. He was naked except for socks. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, you were against the I socks. See. And that was like a very good choice. Oh. Yeah. He just had some hair flips that I just like <laughs> oh, <laughs> didn't yeah. know what to do about. Wait, can we go back for a second? You're pro naked plus with socks? In, in this movie, yes, I am. Because anything that distracts me from 
the actual love making itself. <laughs> I, Would you consider I limbs refuge. distracting, Sarah? <laughs> How distracting are legs? And or arms. Mm. Well, well, I would definitely say definitely a huge distraction to Doctor Nick. One of the advantages yeah. to no legs is that you can't <laughs> be wearing just socks in bed, which I find a little disturbing. Yeah, I find it, it, it like it's like it's just calling attention to how naked the rest of your body is. I think, and it's sort of like I'm really ashamed of my heels, but everything else is sexy. Yeah. 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 What you hiding in there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> something you could say to a partner. That's exactly <laughs> what I would say. I would assume you're smuggling something. You've got like an extra hundred dollars in cash just in case you have to run away really fast. Yeah. Who hides that in their socks? Pe- people who are worried about getting mugged and or having sex and don't want to give away the money. I like, can't if- have sex without money around my ankles. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, what if I finish having sex and I have to leave really quick without my pants? So you put some money in there just in case. You are obviously not getting. <laughs> I have to run through the streets in tube socks stuffed with money. Yeah, well, need- I guess you know what. If your limbs are about to be removed, you, you might need the just money do to something like to this. buy new clothes later. You're obviously oh. not in the high pressure sex situations that I've found. Myself. No, but all, I don't know that anyone ever has truly been. I'm going to go next for my major compliment, uh, which is the family motto: uh, hard work and persistence pays off in the end. Uh, and I think that is a healthy motto for a rich family to like teach a kid that being rich is not enough. You do have to work very hard and persistently. It is, uh, Alex, it is sort of an example of do as I say, not as I do, because <laughs> that mom, I'm not really sure if she was putting in hard work and persistence so much as just lushing and flirting her way around. She the rest hid of her, her life. kid from society until yeah. he was an age at which he could be sexually traumatized by her. That is impressive. That's impressive. Yeah, that's persistence, really. <laughs> did it pay off in the end, though? I mean, in the sense that, well, I don't, I, I, I feel it, like at some point we have to say some sort of spoiler alert for anyone who is considering this in their future. Don't. God. We already had one don't, person don't. Uh, <laughs> tweet that they had watched it to keep up with this show and regretted that choice, and we. We've always made clear that you should not do your homework to be ready for this episode. You should never That's for any episode. True. I was I did fan my face. I was a little touched by by that idea that somebody was like, "Well, they're doing it, we must also." Yeah, it's it's very touching and also such a mistake. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that they heard the soundtrack though. Do you think we could drop in yeah. some of this incredible soundtrack because it is really the most overworked thing I've ever heard in my life? As a matter of fact, we can right after Chris's major compliment. What is it, buddy? Hey, my major compliment is for Nike Sportswear. Yeah. Continuing to make <laughs> crazy looking tank tops and running shorts and stuff. And it's it's wonderful to see that even in 1993, they were on their game. Now, Dr. Nick wears almost exclusively Nike in this movie. Yeah. He, he you, you might not even say sponsored. Yeah, he's he's a super creepy looking awful dude, but those oh, clothes are actually pretty sick. Like his his like popover windbreaker thing, I would totally wear. Oh, it I today. do like the windbreaker for sure. Yeah, and do there's you, like some other stuff that I would totally dig. Do you wonder like if Nike was making like what would, if Nike was making a signature shoe? Uh, what would it be? Would it just be no shoe? <laughs> yeah, or like the Air Max amputator. So hard to joke about because I'm so uncomfortable with it. <laughs> I mean, you're right, Chris. That's the perfect. That's the right joke, but mm. <laughs> right joke, wrong forever. Yeah, that's, that's how I feel about this and everything I want to say about it. Uh, <laughs> all right, now let's hear some of those kicking tunes. <laughs> 
right. Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. Uh, good podcast, bad books, stuff. You know the drill. I'm Alex Falcone, your host. I'm on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Joining me, as always, uh, minus last week. It's so exciting to have you guys back. Please welcome back. at Sue Walter Smith on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York. It's Mr. Chris Smith. Hi, everybody. Hi, Dr. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best doctor here. <laughs> best doctor anybody's ever seen at hacking off limbs and continuing well, to obsess over people. I believe he was actually really good at reattaching a hand early on. Oh, that's right. He was really good. He at can that. use his power either direction. He is both scissors and glue. <laughs> uh, you see, I just keep making myself uncomfortable. All right. Uh, we have to fight through. Also back from Parisian Adventures, she's at the Tanya Best on Twitter, also in our Brooklyn studios. It's Tanya Smith. I'm Art Garfunkel. You're not going to hear anything I say in this movie because <laughs> what is my hair even doing? I'm too busy. <laughs> that okay, It's unfortunate if you're balding in a certain pattern. I understand there's not too much you can do, but growing really big curls next to that this is a weird it choice. He has the inverse of a mohawk. He basically. looks like he has the he has like an external evil genius brain. <laughs> it was like the hair across the board in this movie was something really special. It was just so much. Did, I, so much. So Garfunkel, uh, was he in a lot of movies? I was surprised no, to see him. No, he there. tends to choose his projects pretty carefully, which is even funny. <laughs> don't understand how this many people read this script and were like i'll take it i know oh man that is a great especially somebody who's choosy if it was like like bill paxton i feel like he's just said yes to a lot of stuff especially at that point in his career yeah, yeah. i mean he i would didn't know anything about anything yet i would have said yes to a part in this movie i understand like but the people who have choices that's surprising well, yeah. I, I, th- I sent you guys the article yes. uh, from yes. the AP on this that explained that this was a really buzzed about script when it was in pre-production, and actresses really wanted to be Helena. Like, it was supposed to be this really juicy role, and Kim Basinger and Madonna were both attached to it at different points. My favorite part about this. backed out. Yeah, yeah she backed well, out. Explain. The studio sued her yes. for $8 million in saying that that's lost revenue due to her backing out of the picture. This bankrupted her. Yeah. And the article says it bankrupted her to the point where she had to sell the small southern town that she owned. Which sounds like a joke, (laughs) but it's actually about Roselton, Georgia. She owned that town. (laughs) What? That's a thing you can do? It's like, I have a million follow-up questions, and I don't think we're ever going to know. In 1989, What's up with Kim Basinger's life? In 1989. And when did she acquire that southern town, and how did they feel about it? In 1989, actress and George native Kim Basinger and other investors bought 1,751 acres of the town's 2,000 privately owned acres for $20 million from Brazelton Brothers, Inc., intending to turn it into a tourist destination. Five years later, on the eve of personal bankruptcy, she and her partners sold the town at a large loss. Oh, Womp. <laughs> oh, Basinger, I'm so sorry. Yeah. He, they, I'm sorry. Yeah. What happened, though? Why do you... But also, where is my biopic about those Brazelton bros? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so they're uh, good hustlers. Good, you know, spunk. I like those those dudes. Yeah. Uh, man, that I so interesting. And I'm glad you highlighted that sentence, Chris, because that was my favorite part of that story as well. <laughs> Also, she sued sued for $8 million lost, but then it was overturned. So, like, did she get to buy Brazelton back? I don't know. It doesn't no, seem I think like she it. already sold it. She already 
did the sale. Yeah. You know? Where is my follow-up picture? Buying back Brazelton. <laughs> Brazelton to the streets. <laughs> to the streets. Yeah, uh, Obviously. So of Brazelton. <laughs> uh, I'm done. As I was saying, we have a very special guest this week at Sarah Hathaway on Twitter in Los Angeles, California. It's Sarah Hathaway. I am a woman with no limbs sitting on a table laughing my ass off. <laughs> what if you... <laughs> but be careful, you don't have much left. <laughs> uh, uh, that it. scene, I was like, man... I almost don't regret watching that movie just for the introduction of her with no arms as well. Just like getting a kick out of it. Yeah. <laughs> She's really making the most of it. So Sarah, yeah, she was, she was like so determined to make his day bad. And you... I loved that. I kind of loved her. I know we weren't supposed to, but I sort of loved Helena. No, I did too. I really did too. I do like, yeah, she was just real mean to him at every moment and he deserved that. Yeah, justly mean yeah. to him. <laughs> yeah. Even maybe a little nice, considering what he had done. Like, maybe t- too easy on him. What I wonder, though, Sarah, is that you mentioned that you had been wanting to see this anyway when I asked you to watch it for us. Yeah. So tell me about your uh, history with Boxing Helena. Well, it's just such an infamous flop. Like, I'd heard about it in the context of, like, the fact that it was, it bankrupted Kim Basinger. I don't know how I'd heard that. There's just, like, a yeah, weird I'd never heard trivia of thing. <laughs> Do you and... hang out with a lot of Brazelton town folk? <laughs> yeah, I'm from Brazelton. Me and the Brazelton bros <laughs> go way back. Call ourselves the Brazelbrats. Brats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had to survive on the mean streets of that privately owned town. Um, but I just heard, I mean, I, like... Uh, I love Twin Peaks. So it was like one of those things where you're like, man, some of these talented young actors, I don't recognize them from other things. What else have I been in? And Cheryl and Fenn, who is Audrey, my favorite character on Twin Peaks, like really didn't do that much post Twin Peaks. So I was like looking what looking up what her deal was, and I heard about this movie, and I was like, surely no, surely this is fake. <laughs> and I've just been kind of like fascinated by it ever ever since. And then it's like such a high profile flop because it was like NC seventeen, and oh, then it got it? re-rated oh. as R. Yeah, it like part of the reason why it tanked so hard. Well, I mean, people saw it, but also its distribution. <laughs> At was least super one person told everybody what was going on in it, and that ruined it for everybody. <laughs> And that was the end of that. If you could keep the movie a secret until after everyone had seen it, then you might have a chance. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just oh, but it's just yeah. one of those oddities you hear about and like I don't know. I mean I was just curious. And then I I was better off not having seen it. For sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think all of us were. I feel like today we are all a little poorer of soul. I don't know. Yeah? <laughs> know i mean it's just so weird it is super what weird. else are you gonna see yeah. something so weird i think i have a lot of guilt because what happened was uh, megan and i had decided to have a movie night date night on friday and then i fell behind on my homework and so i tried oh. to combine our fun movie date night with i need to watch boxing helena and just oh, no. really Alex, ruined her no. day i just this is like the worst date movie yeah maybe I, ever I did a real bad thing making her see. She had some pretty hot making out after, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I did uh, just squeeze her knee and be like, thank you for having these. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having these. It was, I mean, like, no, like we, I mean, literally could not have made out. Like, I, after that, I was like, I might be done with sex forever. I think. <laughs> just... Really? You didn't like that, that moment by moment guide? 
to sexing a woman. Whisper deeply to <laughs> her. Tell her you're inside her. No, I didn't no, like it. No, like never it. tell her that. <laughs> she I should know, I think, right? In case she doesn't know, <laughs> in clarify was... what's happening right now. If she's not, if she doesn't know, <laughs> something is wrong. And then yeah, she you... also throws in, don't let her come, which I thought was rude. Well, yeah. not right away, I think. Although maybe she never got, I don't think well, she got around to the part where like... you're like, now you can let her come. I think it was just like. Yeah, they never mentioned that again. And I was like, come on, Helena, like do your girls a solid. Like, yeah. if they have to be hanging out with Dr. Nick, at least let them get something out of it. <sighs> oh, God, Dr. Nick. How did Nick, Dr. Nick convince at least two other women to sleep with him, plus her at least once? Well, here's my question. Are we supposed to find him appealing in any way? Because I thought the whole thing was kind of a mean joke on that actor. Okay, great question. We're going to come back to that. First, let's introduce this. <laughs> summarize it. That's a perfect question to start our uh, game uh, in a minute. But first, this is episode number 337. Wow. We've now done as many episodes as the number of dead whales that washed up on the coast of Chile in 2015. What? No. What time? When? Last year. <laughs> Oh no! That's so oh many God. whales per annum. Well, it is. However, you to, if you think of Chile, it's basically just one long whale bone catcher. It's just the whole coast. You know, it's so big. Like, why did they all end up over there? Do you have more information, or is this just a thing we're supposed to breeze past? <laughs> uh, well, so this I got this. Here's the difficult part. I got it from an article from the Tri- Tribune Hambi, uh, and I was using uh, Google Translate, which. Doesn't do a great job. So the article was called <laughs> Death Cases 337 Whales in Chile Reveals Scary Facts About the Ocean. Which I'm oh, sure sounded no. better in the original language because uh, it's a little vague. Uh, What's the scary fact? Uh, it, it didn't say. Researchers that it's have. it's n- there killing whales. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> the ocean is the number one cause of death for whales. That down in the depths there is an unjust and cruel god. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Try to not again. <laughs> this article also with Google Translate included this great sentence. Researchers have not been able to ascertain the cause of death of hundreds of whales. What is clear, researchers believe something has happened. Very Whoa. good. Good job, researchers. Good job. I hope that's not government funded because that is a bad conclusion. That is rough stuff. Yeah, that's how grant money goes to waste. Yeah. Well, Let's we not thought take about a stance it. on grant money right now. No, I like <laughs> grant money. What do you? That, no, he he's not saying grant money is generally bad, but that was a waste of it. Is when you sit in a room and go, "Has something happened here?" We think well, yes. Well, according to Google Translate, that was a waste of grant money. It might have had more insightful things to did. say. <laughs> I, just, I just want to repeat again, though, that if you look at the co- Chile is just coastline, it's just and coast, so if yeah. all if there are dead whales like washing across the globe, like a, a third of them will have to end up in Chile, just statistically. <laughs> it's Neat. just a whale catcher that country <laughs> yeah speaking of terrifying things i'd never heard of before this week we're talking about the 1993 mystery slash romance uh boxing oh. helena which i do think slash romance that's really? what, it, that was, that's what it said it was a very and i misled our listeners by saying that on twitter um uh. but i was just telling you what the internet was classifying it as because the description is more horror um, the, so the, Wikipedia referred to it as an American romantic mystery thriller. Huh. Uh, I'd say the feeling is more horror than anything else watching it. Yeah, definitely you feel horror. I would not say it's like, I don't think it was actually, it wasn't like showing any of the things he did, just the aftermath. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's horror. I mean, like it's hard to classify because it's so bonkers. 
Well, why don't I uh, describe the movie a bit, and we'll uh, good point. We'll, good we'll point. Decide. Um, so uh, this before we do this episode is sponsored by Seymour Sin from San Francisco, who has waited since thanks uh, Seymour. Seymour has waited since our first Fifty Shades podcast to inflict this film on us. Oh no! Oh my god! <laughs> I like man. I like great that. things come to those who wait. <laughs> yeah, I hope this is great I for hear? you, Seymour. I can't promise. Uh, Seymour goes on. Boxing Helena was originally shown to me by a friend who thought it was about a dom sub relationship. And it turns out, A, she was actually thinking about Exit to Eden. And B, oh. Boxing Helena is really just a softcore porn gone horribly, horribly wrong in the most unsexy of ways. Also, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the set dressing and costumes were done by the same people who did Golden Girls. <laughs> Good point, Seymour. Uh, thank you so much for sponsoring. Thanks for waiting around for this. Um, I know that when we first announced it, Tanya was very excited for the possibility of it, and it sounds like she may still be the most excited. She, um, I, you know, I listen, <laughs> Tanya. I, I know that you were excited about the idea of this movie, and yes. you may have had a good time with parts of it, but I we, mean, the oog factor is quite high. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, okay. there's a high oog. Let's not. Okay, I don't think anyone out there was laboring under the misapprehension that I was somehow excited about limb removal, but I like a horror movie, and I like sort of a weird late 80s romp of some kind, and I, I thought a lot of elements of this were quite entertaining and ridiculous. Yeah, so yeah, and it, I had a good idea at the core of it. Like, I'm yes. sure we'll talk about that later, too, but totally. this could have been... A fantastic movie. I oh, agreed. I, I definitely Sarah, just thought... hang out with me always, and <laughs> things will be you so much it. better. <laughs> I yeah. So I thought yeah. I said to Megan that I thought this was uh, they weren't like capable of doing what they were trying to do because I think there's a good there's actually a genuinely good movie in here somewhere or a genuinely campy and ridiculous movie in here somewhere, and they mm. just didn't do either of them. Um, but she thinks that maybe it was just a bad idea and no one should have done it. So. <laughs> you know, I think there's there's Fair. multiple opinions about it. Yeah, uh, it certainly is disturbing. So, Chris, why don't you tell us, uh, without uh, totally disturbing everybody, um, why don't you summarize this for us in the style of Art Garfunkel? So, just shave up the middle part, grow out the outside parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and go for it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, trying to trying to imagine how like a tan top of my head is going to really <laughs> impact my summer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I if you'd rather, you could just put on a mesh shirt and leather pants and then go clubbing. <laughs> you don't want to go to the club? What do you mean? What are you talking about? It's such a big night, it's at, a big the night club. at the club. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, so let me let me tell you a classic story here of uh, of you know a boy and a girl. Uh, a boy meets a girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, the boy is Doctor Nick. The girl is Helena. Uh, the boy sleeps with the girl, and the girl's not very into it, so they don't date again. And that's that's the story. Wait, no, no, no. It, hang on. It's hang almost on. unclear why. Like, even that is enough that I still have the mystery of why did she sleep with him in the first place? Yeah, he's, he's I, creepy looking. Insane. It's Dr. Nick Cavanaugh. He's uh, Julian Sands. He's blonde <sighs> and pale and has a ropey physique that is really unsettling. Good. Yeah. yeah. Real uh, and she's Helena. Wooden. And uh, she's like sort of old Hollywood glamour looking. And uh, yeah, it's it's unclear why that happened. But... See, the thing is, after that failed tryst, uh, Dr. Nick is obsessed with Elena. Uh, it took him months to get over her, months and months and months. He hangs out with his friend Art Garfunkel in bars. And one night at a bar, 
he sees Helena and he goes, oh, I got to leave because I have too big of a boner. (laughs) And he has to leave. Uh And instead of going home to his girlfriend, Anne, and telling her about remarkably reasonable seeming girlfriend. I know. How does she looking directly at her? You're sort of like, yeah, (laughs) chicken. She made him chicken. So he he told he called her and said, I'm moving into my parents house today. And then when he by the time he got home, she was at his parents house cooking him a meal. Yeah, that's true. She uh, she's a proactive go getter, and even if it's his mom's house and his mom was like creepy and sexual about stuff, uh, she was cooking chicken. And instead, he goes on a run, in theory, to kind of cool off and and you know just kind of like uh, uh, relax a little bit, you know. Uh, and then part of his run is running by Helena's house, climbing up a tree, and watching her have sex with Bill Paxton, and him getting real excited. It's not great. Well, so she was first she was just posing uh, in her underwear by the window, not noticing him, because one of the things about the world that this movie posits is that people don't see people in bushes. Mm. Because <laughs> uh, she just yeah. looked right at him, didn't see him. Later, he looks right at Bill Paxton in the bushes, and I, it's unclear if he sees him. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think maybe everybody suffers from astigmatism in this world. <laughs> yeah, and a bit of bush phasia. phasia. Yeah, bush phasia. You can't tell <laughs> if that's a bush or a human being. The man who mistook his bush for Bill Paxton. Keep an eye on you. Yeah, I can't tell if that's part of my tree or just a masturbating human <laughs> in my tree. Rhododendron or Bill Paxton is my Tumblr. Please visit. <laughs> is it Bill Paxton or is it a rhododendron? I can't tell. This so, is a rhododendron doc- in leather pants. Now I don't even know yeah. what to do with myself. Oh, God. Mm. Uh, oh, oof. Um, so Dr. Nick uh, is still really traumatized by seeing Helena because he really, really, really wants to have sex with her, uh, even though he is pretty inadequate and awful. Uh, so he, what he does is he throws a fancy housewarming party for his fancy new house that we talked about just a second ago. And he invites Helena and she goes to the party for some reason. Weird choice number one. Sp- yeah, well, she does it to kind of spite him, and she sleeps with his friend instead, which is a choice. She pulls a weird Dolce Vita in his garden. Yeah, oh, yeah, first thing she that. does is get to the party, find a fountain, take off her dress, and in a slip, just prance around and uh, weird play choice with, number in the two. fountain in a sexual way. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> she makes some weird choices, turns out. But at the party, she left her purse behind. And so she's going to the airport, she's going to Mexico, she's going on a vacation, and she doesn't have a purse. So she calls up Dr. Nick and says, hey, bring my purse to the airport, I'll meet you there. And Dr. Nick goes, Weird choice, oh, number okay. Three. Yeah, oof, yeah, it's bad. Uh, so, just pick up your uh, purse. You don't have to... Yeah, he brings yeah I the... would just say, cancel all those credit cards. Yeah. Country fast. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. In 1993, canceling credit cards was kind of like a slow process to oh, get new ones. Oh, that's true. Well, then you know? just like, oh, I don't know. So it's just a practical choice? Send Bill <laughs> Paxton to go pick up your purse. Like, don't let this guy follow you to the airport. You don't want anything to do with this guy. Yeah. Oh, you want nothing to do with him. And what he does is instead of bringing the purse, he goes, oh, I, I'm here, but I forgot it. Why don't you come back to my house? No, just her. He has her purse, but it's Son's address book. Yeah, she needs that address book. <laughs> just for cancel all, of her... all those addresses. Just go to for Mexico. Her conquests. But what about her conquests? <laughs> yeah. So she goes back to his creepy house, which is a terrible choice. And he like presents her with some wine, which I assumed was drugged, but it wasn't, I guess. No, and... he drugged himself was the only thing. We... He just took like some Advil. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Excedrin PM. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that explains his acting. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Julian Sands burn. Julian Sands but, address book. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But she gets the address book from him. He delivers it in a cloche or whatever. And um, 
It's it's creepy. or whatever. Like that was a like the, the yeah. He had a stage dinner party. Like, bl- won't you sit down to dinner? And she's like, no. It's it's a. It's three p.m. <laughs> and also b. You're terrible. Yeah. And and he goes, okay, fine. The main course was going to be this. And he opens up the little cloche thing, and it's the address, which book. is a shitty dinner. Like everything about this is so so weird. <laughs> yeah. Like that you were like, if it had been a really nice chicken parm sandwich, you would have been like, well. <laughs> I mean, I at least get a sandwich out of this. Well played, Dr. Nick. But instead of like, it was address book tartar. I just, and, like, yeah. I just mean that every part of this <laughs> makes no sense. And yeah. every decision is like, she should just run. She should yeah, run. Well, she does. She grabs the address book and she runs hey, away. You know what she didn't have in 1993? The back of a DVD box to read to be like, so what's going to happen to me if I stay? Okay, like, that's she just true. doesn't know. We're all just waiting for her to lose her limbs. That's yeah. true. Well, what I... happens is she gets hit by a car running away from Nick's house. Okay, she was doing it backwards. Car, it's, yeah, I, the car yeah. drives over her legs. And so Dr. Nick, gifted orthopedic surgeon has to take action to rescue her. What he does is he cuts off... He, he has to amputate, unfortunately. Above the knee. Well above the knee. Well above the knee. And it seems like maybe he wanted to amputate more than was needed, but uh, he does amputate Unclear. above the knee. So now she is just a lady with stumps, and she's stuck there, and she's stuck at his house, and he yeah, is he does, yeah, To be clear, he did all of that at home. Yeah, it was a, he had all the stuff for that at home. He referred to well, it as in his home in is a sterile lab. environment. Yeah, yeah. He did say well, I had to do it in the lab, and then we never talked about it again. Yeah, yeah, the lab. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so she's stumpy and she hates him, and he loves her, and she puts him down a lot and refuses his advances. Uh, and he has friends come over, and he has to hide her from you know his girlfriend Anne, who he breaks up with, because now he has uh, an immobile lady. Um, that he really likes. Well, not before. T- so he ties her up and puts her in the other room. And then Anne, who's got also some phasia for seeing people looking at her, then yeah. uh, makes love to him in the in the lobby. Attempts. Yeah. Attempts. Oh, yeah. Well, and he, because Helena is watching him, he is so turned on by her being in the house while he's having sex. That, that he, he thinks it's her that he's making love to. Yeah, and he and he climaxes immediately. Are you guys following uh, this at home? Here's what I wonder. <laughs> How are you guys doing out there? <laughs> Let's do a quick temperature check. Feeling good? So there's a pair hey, Here's an idea. Pause this. Go get some orange juice. Just take a walk. You know. Yeah. Limber yeah. up. Hydrate. Limber up. Oh. Chris. Uh, <laughs> hey, well, guys. Why don't we take a quick minute and go check in with our statue of the Venus de Milo? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, there's a lot As of flashes. This movie helps us do a lot. If we could just yeah. cut to a bird in a cage real quick so we understand. <laughs> Beating its head against the cage. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he uh, he's trying to prove to Helena that he can be sexually her equal and be worth her uh, having sex with him, even though she has no legs. And she she's not having any of it after dodging all the friends, after all this stuff. She tries to choke him out. And he doesn't like that so much. Unfortunately, he gets away. Very justified, And he though. decides that those choking hands are a disease that has got to be excised. And he cuts <gasps> off her arms above the elbow. <sighs> sort of. But you so know what she gets out of it is a real kicky high chair. Yeah. So <laughs> she, instead of being in a wheelchair, she, she was in a wheelchair. She gets yeah. real bad. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't in a wheelchair where she could sort of wheel about in theory. Um, and, now and now she's, she's on a pedestal. She's on a pedestal with like high walls and a, and like a back and, and sides, 
And she's still wearing a dress. And, you know, obviously the actress is sitting crisscross applesauce underneath that or whatever. Right. But <laughs> That's why she, she was in an old-timey wheelchair so that it was big enough that it could hide her actual legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Her whole, all her body bits that were still attached. Right. Yeah. But she still, she still hates Dr. Nick. Um, he's doing all these nice things like removing her arms and removing her legs and still she's not coming around to <laughs> she's, and she's why won't coming, she get it she's coming around on all of these major surgeries quite nicely just, yeah you know, she's, she looks in well. good spirits she doesn't seem to be covered in like bed sores or whatever yeah 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 she's not no constantly shifting from shifting about she um, does uh, have to take five milligrams and that seems to be something. enough yeah, they never say what. He just has to order five milligrams from the from the oh, yeah. pharmacy. Well, from this the whole time, pharmacy. You know, uh, when so she was making love with Bill Paxton when Doctor Nick was watching in the tree and, and jerking it so sweet. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad from the sound of that that you were improvising that line. But uh, it's weird though because he was hanging from the tree with both arms. Yeah. So I'm not sure what his his. Uh, we don't have to get into it. Yeah, there's Let's a just, knot in a tree. Never mind. There's a friendly <laughs> owl. <laughs> just a beautiful but, owl who happened to be Thank you, Nike. Life. Thank you. Yeah. So there, <laughs> So Bill Paxton is kind of worried that his girlfriend, Helena, has been missing this whole time. Uh, Although and she so said she was he, going to Mexico. Didn't he know she was... Yeah, but on. he has a bad feeling about it. So he tells the liquor store person to keep an eye out because she's always ordering vodka and lime juice and pomegranate. So if anybody else has that weird drink order... Uh, it's probably her, and to just kind of keep an eye out. Anybody who's I mean, buying pomegranates must have kidnapped Helena, because that is... Anybody who's buying pomegranates from a liquor store yeah, should really be order. on notice. But don't worry, they don't have big ones. They only have medium-sized pomegranates. Okay, two two large or three medium pomegranates, okay? <laughs> what is that? What? <laughs> All right, Julia Child. <laughs> okay. So, so we've got limbless girl, Helena... And she, you know, she tries a different t- tactic because she realizes that instead of putting him down, all she's going to do is wind up with even less limbs. And she's already pretty low on limbs to begin with <laughs> at this point. God. Yeah. So instead, she she pretends maybe that she is, uh, I don't know, into him, I guess. And she like gives him some like coaching sexually. And he has a, another lady over who works at the hospital that he has sex with under her coaching guys or whatever to try to prove well, it's unclear that she works at the hospital I oh no like they see her later at the i know but but in the yeah, in... but when she's introduced i thought she was a straight-up prostitute oh she Me might too. have just been a straight-up well, prostitute I mean, she does come sense. over and not a lot and then she wears even less and she and, seems like she's mostly there for and the transaction this character everything about his demeanor screams i've got a limbless woman held prisoner in my house so no one would go home with him yeah yeah that but is, he does yeah, part- I mean, he clearly looks over to the closet and is like hey every two minutes and of course you, she, the the woman does not notice the leering lady in the closet uh, the lady in the closet who's like all right this will do yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh after all this you know she she is just finally letting dr nick kiss her and then bill paxton shows up he has tracked down where helena is and he sees just how few limbs she has left. He gets in a fight with Dr. Nick. He winds up killing Dr. Nick because he uh, beats him. He gets beat up a bit, and then the statue of the Venus de Milo falls on Dr. Nick, crushing him. Wait, Chris. What? Can we get to the part where this was all a fucking dream and a waste of yeah, 90 minutes? he dies, and he wakes up, and it was a dream. What? <laughs> this was all a dream. Hey, guess what? So, None of that, it didn't, it didn't count. None of it counted. Yeah, oh, the stuff that Helena got hit by a car happened. 
right? Yes. But then the whole part where he brought her into the house and wound up cutting off some limbs like a and, good, you know. Like, he actually brought her to a hospital like a good dude. Yeah, he yeah, brought her like to a hospital. Yeah, like a normal surgeon who's taken the oath to, like, protect human life. Yeah, yeah. and she, you know what? They didn't have to cut her fucking legs off. She has legs. Did she? All Did the legs are there. The legs? Yeah, you see. Oh, okay. Well, you see. Yeah, like, you see the legs. They pull back and show him to you, and then they, he like kisses her hand. At for least a legs long under time. blankets. Yeah, and then legs. he like he leaves. Right? He's like, oh, maybe I'm bad for this girl. <laughs> I'm bad news. Yeah, I have time to, to go. go home and kiss my statue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's the movie. Uh, there were a lot of sex scenes and a lot of limbless people and it, a lot of mom boob. Oh yeah, yeah. So there was there, there was a lot of boob. And a lot of lot of pale Julian Sands butt Plenty in of this boobs, movie. Plenty of butts. Yeah, he's got a tan line. He's got a tall you know, tan butt. Generally, not I tan. advocate for male nudity in all movies uh-huh. because I that. think that it needs to be an equal playing field. Sure. Definitely. Yeah, well known. I'm a well known proponent of male nudity, but this was a time where I was actively like, "Put your butt away, sir. <laughs> I do not want to see that butt. I do not wish to see your butt we, yet again." We saw it enough that I thought he must be really proud of his butt. You know, oh. it was a weird, but I can't, you know, I don't want to like go off too much on someone's appearance because I'm sure doing nudity is like hard. Like, no, actually, I think, I think if you're issues, into like, full equality, you need to be going much harder on his nude appearance. I need to judge his appearance more. Yeah. Well, here's my judgment. Hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Hate it. Hate that butt. Get out of there. Hate it. That terrible butt. It's just Get that very, butt away. <laughs> yeah. It's very sinewy. Yeah. I oh, have God. no, it was, oh. I have no opinions on his butt. I, Okay, but here's what we got to do. So there's just, I have so many questions, and I'm sure you okay. guys have questions. So sure. I think it's time for a rousing game of Lizard of Bullshit Mountain. Bullshit Mountain. Bullshit. Hey. Woo, hiss. Woo. Or I want to be the lizard on the tallest hot rock. Exactly. You choose... You choose a lizard noise for you. It used to be called King of Bullshit Mountain, but we've decided to make it genderless, and uh, lizards are, I assume, without gender. There are no male nor female lizards. Uh, lizard, c- Can lizards change, or is that was that frogs in the dra- that ruined Jurassic Park? Uh, it was frogs. It was frogs. It was the frog DNA they used to fill in yeah, the gaps. that's what I thought. All right, well, so lizards... But yeah, frogs uh, are... Anyway, so this is a lizard on top of a hot rock. Time. We're trying to do... We don't care about the gender of this lizard. Um, so... Uh, Actually, Chris, since you said it, let's let's start it uh, with you. Fuck yeah. You are the lizard on top. Uh, here's my question for you. When you do home surgery, where do you put the legs? Oh, seriously? <gasps> what do you do with the legs? I mean, uh, you know, I think it's it's interesting you ask that, Alex, because if you have a country manse, you typically need to have some sort of security system. And in, in advance of the internet and I'm Wi-Fi sorry, you just drop cams. mansion? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Just checking. Yeah. Okay. Never yep. heard that before. Uh, I'm poor, so I have more time than money, so I just say all of a word. But um, oh, okay. I yeah, get yeah, yeah. That sometimes. Yeah, we we speak in shorthand yeah. to obfuscate our wealth. Yeah. All right. So you got a country manse. I like it. Country manse. Uh, you need something to guard it. Uh, usually, the canonical answer is guard dogs, uh, and uh, dog food ain't cheap, especially when you're going not going to the store anymore right. or to a job anymore yeah so i think unfortunately those limbs became dog food Ow, because ho. it might be good to get the dogs used to the taste of human you know because they're going to be guarding you and preventing anyone from finding out the dirty dirty stuff you did except for bill paxton because he looks just like a rhododendron yes. he blends in so well <laughs> always in permanent camouflage uh all right that's a fair answer 
Um, Chris, question number two. When you yep. dream, how do you know what the... Like, in your dream, how are you dreaming about what people at the hospital are talking about, about you? And the people... Like, why would you dream about Bill Paxton bribing the liquor store guy? Do you ever dream about not where you're not there? Listen, Alex, I dream about... You don't know this about me, but Bill Paxton is in all of my dreams. Okay. That and I, so they have this saying that. that you are all the people in your dreams. Uh, and I, I contend that Bill Paxton is all the people in my dreams. And so if I have a dream where Bill Paxton is doing anything, that's just normal. And that I dream mostly about the adventures of a young, mesh-shirted Bill Paxton. Um, so you're technically... Okay, so when you're dreaming about Bill Paxton going to the liquor store, you're still technically in that part of your dream because Bill Paxton is playing you? Yes. Got it. All right. That's pretty good. I have a Bill Paxton question. Sure. So Bill Paxton, his cool hip sign-off to Helena uh, when she's kicking him out of her <laughs> apartment is hasta whatever. Yeah. yeah. What does whatever mean? In Spanish. In Spanish? Yeah. <laughs> or just any other language he meant? I'm not sure he knew it was Spanish. <laughs> I mean, I think it means whatever, you know? So wait, does it mean it's, it's, the word it's, it's whatever, or it means whatever you want a, it to mean? Yeah, it's a text. <laughs> it's a text Mex. It's a text Mexicali uh-huh. sort of deal. So he, what he's doing is he's speaking in Spanglish, not straight up Spanish. So hasta, of course, is uh, I'll see you, and then instead of mañana, in which could mean tomorrow, he puts or on some barbecue sauce. Yeah, he puts yeah, exactly, and uh, you know hasta whatever. And, you know, that's sort of the slacker uh, 1993 Gen X sort of sign-off. Barbecue enchiladas. That's how that works. It's just hasta barbecue. Yeah. Here's a Sometimes quest. I put an egg on my hasta whatever, but I know that's not traditional. He <laughs> <laughs> would a... never be fooled into thinking that's the typical cuisine no, of the No, but it does region. sound yeah. delicious, which makes that a steal. Yeah, uh, you just made me so guess no. it. Whatever. <laughs> You're now lizard of this bullshit rock. Yeah. Uh, Tanya, do you have a question for her? Yeah, I do. How old is anyone in this movie? Pick a person and name an age. Mm. Helena, uh, 33. Dr. Nick, 87. Um, Art Garfunkel, 28. Art Garfunkel, just straight 10. Child prodigy. Girlfriend Anne, also 33. Uh, His mom, ageless. Uh, Venus de Milo, a ghost. <laughs> oh, I thought she was just a statue. That was a ghost. That was yes. a big ghost. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why she's all white. You know, she's she's all white because she's a a, a ghost. Sir, I have a ghost. Question. That was a pretty. She would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you meddling surgeons. That was a yeah. good answer, Sarah. But I have a question for you. Yes. What was that caged bird a metaphor for? Oh, the cage what was bird that was a metaphor for the fact that uh, he never ate that chicken dinner that Anne prepared. Oh, <laughs> the forgotten chicken dinner. Yeah, yeah. you might oh, think it was about nice. how Helena is a caged bird rattling against the chains of her confinement. I don't get but that. no, it was actually about that long lost chicken dinner. That makes more sense to me. I'm glad you cleared that up. Yeah. Wait, I have a chicken dinner related question. Oh, good. So. Mm-hmm. He is going to go for a run, and I feel as though we see him exiting his home mm-hmm. in running gear, but then he he drives away, and then he is running like just down to a Helena's house, yeah. right? Am I right so far? I feel like this is accurate. And then yes, he climbs a tree out. and you know does some stuff against a tree, and then he drives home? <laughs> yep. 
I just don't well, understand where the driving came in because he doesn't drive directly to her home and he doesn't seem to drive directly from his home. No. See, <laughs> what he did was he went out for a run, took a little run around the manse block, then realized, I want to go follow Helena around. So he jogged back, got into his car, drove oh. a few blocks away from her place just to keep it cool, you know? Yeah. And he ran yeah. those few blocks to his place, furiously masturbated against a tree. Uh-huh. Uh, jogged back to his car and then drove home, probably parking his car in the garage. And then I think he probably ran around the house one more time to come back in, like, really sweaty to give the illusion of having been running the whole time. And you know the best part of that? (laughs) 500 (laughs) calories burned. It was actually a pretty good afternoon. Yeah. He burned off that whole chicken. The furiously (laughs) masturbating against the tree really did burn up more calories than you'd expect. Yeah. And if he uses the uh, hand as Fitbits on, he really gets a lot of credit. (laughs) Well, yeah. Actually, I don't know if you know this, but pro tip with the if you use like a run keeping type app to track your running, you can just drive while it's on, you know, and it doesn't know the difference. So just turn on, get in the car. It's like you ran 10 miles today really fast. Wow. That's good. And that's it'll, a good tip. That's how that works. Now, Sarah, I have a question for you as the lizard of, of Bullshit Mountain here. Um, I spent a lot of time wondering about how practical things were accomplished with helena having no limbs like what if she has an itch on the bridge of her nose what if she has to go potty what are the things that, like how did she accomplish any of those things and still look so put together and uh i'm just and, gonna and, make a, an additional a challenge on this sarah because i don't want to hear yeah. about potty but that's clearly the most interesting question can you answer the nose scratching but then we'll know that you're actually talking about the potty okay well in terms of her general put togetherness we did see nick applying her makeup at one point um so we can only assume we can only assume that when her nose is itching wink wink he carries her to the nose itching room (laughs) yeah where she takes care of her nose itching business Wipes her nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, but he wipes her nose. He has to wipe her nose. There's no one else to I do know. it. I know. You can't let your nose drip dry. Yeah. There's a risk of infection. <laughs> I guess she doesn't have anything else to do. There's no other, no. other option. No, I mean, I my I had a much worse thought about the mechanics of everything. But you did? Really, the what answer we can have for, well, you know, ladies have cycles. And I don't know True how long she was statement. there, but like... Something was going to happen that he was going to have to deal with. And I just feel like that's an invasion on a lot more levels then. But the nice thing is, this is the only movie where we can be so grateful it was all a dream. Yeah. Because none of that stuff probably None of it counts. Yeah. Turns out none of it yeah. counts. He just mm-hmm. didn't dream about that part, so it's not real. Oh, that's good, because dream yeah. women don't have any physical bodily needs. You know, actually... None uh, whatsoever. Uh, the, the weird rule, though, Sarah, because you asked that your own... You brought up your own question, but then answered it with the dream, it cancels out and Tanya's the new lizard of Bullshit Mountain. Oh. This is how that goes. What? Oh, no, not me. Tanya, since you asked an age-related question, I'm going to ask an age-related question uh, on behalf of one of our listeners. Heidi on Facebook says, what is the right age to watch this movie at? None. (laughs) (laughs) There is no age. I believe that if you must see this movie... It falls into one of those kind of good, like, 
Um, I know that I know, dear youngins, I know you don't have video stores anymore, but this is the perfect, like weird, get a bunch of things from the video store and then try to figure out the right order in which to watch them kind of thing. So I'm going to say anywhere from 17 to 20 would be a hilarious time to watch this movie with all of your friends. And you're all giggly and dumb and you're eating all this popcorn and eating all these candy treats and, you know, just trying to parse like whatever 1993 was about. Okay. NC 17 sub 20. Like there has sure. to be some. There's I, also okay. a I was going to say age. 14. Get somebody's older brother to rent it for you because there's hella boobs in this. Oh, movie. I, I guess I was addressing our lady audience. Yeah. Yeah. So there, okay. Yeah. So it's it's a gendered question that has two different answers. It sounds like if you like boobs and you don't haven't seen a lot of them because you're a 14 year old. Hey, uh, here's a question. What is it about 14 year olds and watching stuff that's going to give them boners with each other? <laughs> they're training for. Strip <laughs> Do you know clubs what I future. mean? Yeah. Inquiring minds want to know. I mean, I, I think all 14 year olds might be a little, uh, you know, group oriented. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chris, you're king. I guess you're Lizard of Bullshit Mountain again yeah. for that because Tanya I asked the question. I guess you're going to sun yourself on a big rock while knowing that about 14 year olds. Yep. I don't know if that's true about the group. I, I mean, I, I think the answer is that that's not true anymore because now the 14 year olds just have the internet. But back in the day, oh. this was just the time when they could see boobs, and was you had to be together. Just yeah, like, it was worth it was worth the uh, the downside yes. of being around your friends. Yeah, it was more like they did it in spite of being in a group, not because of it. Although Chris thinks it's because of it, and that's fine because he's the lizard. That's right. Hey, lizard! I'm the lizard. This question uh, comes from Jonathan on Facebook. Will there be a sequel on YouTube entitled "Unboxing Helena"? Yes, I got and. you a gift. No, it's not your birthday. But. <laughs> Here's the thing: there's a lot, that's of, a, that's there's a lot g- of packaging around Helena. Yeah, uh, this is a, a great pitch, pack. and I love it. This is uh, obviously uh, there's a ton of money in the unboxing video space. Yeah, and I think if you were to take a boxed Helena, and by that I mean limbless Helena, and you were to attach. Uh, custom made, uh, you know, uh, limbs like prosthetics to her, uh, that that it would be a really good unboxing. That you'd see her delight in being able to walk again. Uh, you'd also see great packaging. I think that the the prosthetics come in like you know really really nice thick cardboard with good foam, and there might be some good instructional manuals, uh, some good warranty cards to fill out, and uh, all the other great things we come to expect from the best of unboxing videos. Chris, I feel like you're just talking about Mrs. Helena Head here. Oh. You know? Mm. Mm. Oh, what if she had cool other attachments? Like, we gave her, like, a chainsaw arm, like, Evil Dead. Yeah. (laughs) You give her the arms that are, like, making cool, you know, they're, like, doing a dance move, so you can have, like, the YMCA arms. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or you do, like, the weird bourgeois edition where one of her arms is just a KitchenAid stand mixer. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like her to have treads instead of legs. Yeah. she's turns out you can do that now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In fact, she could just sit on a Roomba. Like, that'd be fine. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, uh, weird thing that just happened, Tanya, you actually stole that with Mrs. Uh, Potato Head joke, and then Chris stole it back with the Roomba joke. So, Chris, fine. it's time for a quick lightning round, lizard round. So, if you get anything wrong, you get eliminated. But my limbs are ready. From Let's Jennifer on Facebook, is name one time where it was all a dream actually works as an ending. Mm, my own dreams uh what is the proper sex etiquette etiquette if your cordless phone is ringing always stay hydrated when are the when are leather pants <laughs> inappropriate if ever 
mm, when in tropical climates you get too sweaty things get sticky it's not an easy uh, exit hey it's a big least. night at the, this is a big night at the club will you come with me what is the big night uh it's a dollar shot night oh nice all right chris you're a lizard of bullshit mountain you hey, did there it. we go hey. those are all correct answers <laughs> I would love you to answer it about whether you answer the phone, but staying hydrated is very good advice. <laughs> yeah, it's just good sex etiquette advice in general. It's also your advice for every problem. Uh, that, the phone's ringing, that's how, and you're like, get some water. Yeah, get some water first. Uh, it's always a good idea. I would have accepted unplug the phone, but okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to Pitch Perfect. Welcome to another great episode of Jade Shade. You're listening to Snark Tank. Hey, hosers. Welcome back to Hockey Talkie. Welcome back to Holy Fuck, That's Science and or A Thing I Just Heard. This is Hot Topics. Hot Topics. On the Sesame Network. The Sesame Network is brought to you by read-weep.com slash Amazon. Go to read-weep.com slash Amazon anytime you buy something on Amazon. It'll look just like normal Amazon, but a percentage of everything you buy goes to support these great mini podcasts. For the last few months, I've been making up ideas for mini podcasts and trying them out right here in the middle of our full-sized podcast. And you've loved them, or at least you haven't hated them and written to us about it. Basically, we've heard nothing. Yeah, we don't get a ton of feedback, but like two people tweeted about it, and so we're extrapolating. For every two people who tweet compliments or insults, a million people are thinking that same thing, but just too busy to tweet. That's science and or just a thing I heard. Well, we need some more feedback from you now. I want you at home, the listener, to pick or on the road, wherever you are. I don't judge. I want you to pick which mini podcast you want us to continue. That's right. We need to know which mini podcast is your favorite so we can make more of them. So to jog your memory, here are some of the episodes we've done so far. Holy fuck, that science and or just a thing I heard is like Radiolab, but made up of people vaguely remembering stories they read online. Hot Topics is where we have strong opinions about current events and classic conundrums, but not enough time to explain why we feel that way. Hot topics. Hockey talkie is about one of the world's five best ice-based games, hockey. Jade Shade is where we have unnecessary nicknames and throw shade on everything. Snark Tank is where we make fun of the products that real people worked really hard to create and advertise on Shark Tank. And Pitch Perfect is where we pitch ways to improve media, businesses, or even animals. Did we pitch ways to improve animals? Not yet, but I just had that idea, so we will in a future episode if you want to hear more about Pitch Perfect. Okay, Alex, name one way you'd fix an animal. Uh, I'd like, uh, I think wolves would like to fly. Fuck, man. That is terrifying. Well, I'll work on the concept. I'll refine it. Okay. Well, anyway, those are the mini podcasts. If you go to read-weep.com slash sesame right now, and I mean right now, listeners, you can hear all of them again and vote on your favorites. And support all our mini podcasts and our big one by going to read-weep.com slash Amazon whenever you shop online. I'd like to make rhinos smaller so you could keep them at home. Jesus! Oh, I'm so glad I don't live in the world your brain does. Go to read-weep.com slash sesame to vote on your favorite mini show. Go now. I also had an idea to, for a new mini podcast called Cheese Chats, where we just talk about cheese. Oh, man. Oh, cheese. Sign me up for that one. Cheeses, <laughs> mm. that's a good idea. Oh. Crackers, I'd like to be on that podcast. I just... Oh, wow, you two are great. That was a great <laughs> one-two punch right there. <laughs> So now it's time for the game of top five. Top five. Top five. five. So we got a bunch of great questions from our listeners. We can't get to all of them today, but I picked out my favorite ones for us to play little little games about right now. So first up, Scott on Facebook says, 
let's say that you could have your arms and legs chopped off and are forced to live in a box, but you get let's one just thing, say that you get one thing you wanted most. What would it be? Oh no, this is really sweet, hard. Sweet, sweet death. I, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say a puppy because that's usually what I always want, but like if but I but you had couldn't no, pet the puppy. No, and that would be like maybe more torture. You could so. like well, like maybe you'd get an older dog that's more calm, and it, you, could, you could just lean on it. I, I mean, my I, dog already doesn't really like being pet that much. So oh maybe no, this is, why do you get such a broken okay dog? Oh, he just left his life on the streets. He's oh. just a little slow to love. Oh, but he's sitting on my feet right now, licking me. So in response like, to a dog that you Aww. couldn't pet, Sarah, wouldn't your response be the same as mine? And you just throw yourself out of the box repeatedly, <laughs> trying to concuss yourself to death. That is what I would do. <laughs> Try to avoid the reality thing Chris of the situation. Told me to yesterday. <laughs> God, yeah. I mean, I did have that thought watching this movie. Is I was like, yeah, I just try to figure out how to end it. Yeah. I mean, I think that probably she didn't like she could have done like when she still had arms she could have uh, made more of noise or something like she seemed like she wasn't trying very hard to escape early on oh and it's so many people without legs uh, live a, a whole and complete life and actually a lot of people without arms or legs yeah. can can live good lives too it's yeah. just that she's stuck with this awful awful captor yeah yeah it's not the like no limbs part that's the real bitch here no i th- and it's, it's the fact that she's being held against her will yes i think it's yeah. that is important that we make that clear because i feel like we've been uh, a little lighthearted about uh losing your limbs and i think uh there that that is it just about her situation in particular and not about quadriplegics generally yeah agree it's very disrespectful to actual like yeah amputees. yeah, to, yeah totally. to paraplegics and quadriplegics it turns out yeah she actually gives a monologue in this movie that was the one thing that i really well okay there are many things about this movie i disliked but her monologue when she's like what is it like how could i ever be worth anything now yeah. and i i thought that was that was a huge mistake yeah. in terms yeah, of the script like, I, I i felt so bad about that because i have like real gross arms and so the idea that that's where most of my value comes from is troublesome to me <laughs> wait you have really gross arms. kind of gross arms yeah i don't like them what does that even mean are they just constantly slick what's going on <laughs> no, like, are they mucusy they're very they're like thin and and like a little gangly and um yeah just they're unpleasant huh well speaking of somebody who has thin gangly arms who and i like my arms you like your <laughs> arms yeah c- come around c- come on be, be on the thin and gangly for for the cure sort of side <laughs> Uh, I would say these are like my arms are in the bottom five things about me. Huh? Mm-hmm. Bottom five. Mm-hmm. Speaking of oh. which, let's move on. Number two, since no one has any <laughs> bottom five, no one has the answers besides sweet, sweet death and not a puppy. So sorry, Scott, that question's too hard. Number two, <laughs> Tim asks. Uh, the director has said she got pregnant in direct response to the savaging this film got. What other failures wow. do you recommend reacting to by having a baby? Wow! <laughs> what? Uh, first off, failure to conceive a child. I oh. recommend going and getting pregnant. <laughs> That's a good way to console yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um. I. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Tim. Not everybody fails into having a baby, but I believe that at least this one person has. Um. I feel like. Uh, this is a hard question. These are like yeah. listeners stepped it up this round. Yeah. Oh yeah. This. Uh, uh, if you just got, I couldn't a, even use. Yeah, if you just got a gold medal in the biathlon, go have a baby because mm. that's the sexiest accomplishment you could ever have. Yeah, this is like you're you're so in shape right now. Yeah, you can like really 
you can ski and shoot. Carry that child yeah. around. Yeah. Well, so exactly. Specifically, the question was failure, but I do like the answer of like you just lost at the Olympics. That you'd be like, it's going to be four years. I'm probably not going to be in another Olympics. So now is yeah. my time to move on to the next phase of my yeah, life. Yeah. Instead oh, of call. blowing out every knee, I think I'll have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's pretty good. That's I think the yeah. canonical answer to that, Tim. I think we're gonna I move just, on unless Tanya has yeah, one. Yeah, let's let, no, let's go. No, no, I want to hear it now. What were you gonna say? No, I didn't have one. Oh, you were gonna force one out. Uh, no, uh, not that terminology. <laughs> I'll never call it that again. Thank you. Uh, question number three. Katrina says, uh, "Better things to do to win over uh, the object of your affections if you are a surgeon," which well, is a, a demand, one. not a question, but good point. If if she has told you no, you back off. Like you don't keep it's this is not a time where persistence is the key, whatever your family motto is. But yeah. if you're talking about wooing someone for the first time, or maybe you've had this kind of awkward one night stand with her and you're still interested in like seeing if she's still interested, I think he did the right thing the first time around by sending her flowers and asking her out again. Then yeah. if she says no, that's it, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, you know, the other thing you could do, let's say you're a surgeon with a lot of money and maybe shift work so you have a lot of time, uh volunteer. Uh Ooh. you know, help the homeless, mm-hmm. help kids. Uh you know, for at first maybe you're pretending to be a better person deserving of Helena's love, uh but then actually volunteering will change you and you'll become a better person. I was going to say living well is the best revenge. It's true. Yeah. Get super interesting, get a bunch of, you know, interesting hobbies, do good things and you know, just wait for Helena to come back from Mexico with all kinds of sun damage and you'll feel good. Yeah. yeah. And if she doesn't, you'll probably met interesting people who are into you for who you are. Or, you know, I don't know. Anne seems pretty down to, you know. Yeah. Anne seems down to climb. Yeah. Down, downtown, move very around. Very accepting <laughs> of you. I, yeah. Very accepting of all of your parts. Yeah. So, so your answer is to love the one you're with. Yeah. No, my he answer has, is, he was with. Yeah. <laughs> He has Anne. Be- <laughs> I mean, and he doesn't have to stay with Anne. I'm just saying, like, if you're, you know, if you're already stepping up your game across the board and Anne's into it, maybe you start seeing more value in Anne. Yeah, I think. I mean, you do. You should appreciate Anne better. Uh, I also, if you like, as far as winning over the object of your affections, I am always a believer that if you uh, were to actually try to get to know a person, uh, that would be very helpful. And then, assuming oh, good call, you're great, yeah. then that would win her over. And since you're a surgeon, you're really rich, and so you could get to know her over a delicious dinner that you could afford or maybe you guys could you could just uh hang out you know you could go do something as friends and then see if there's actually some chemistry there but you could go hang out as friends like at an expensive cheese bar yeah or on your yacht the thing is that like no one knows anything about her they just know that she's exceptionally beautiful and no one really wants to know anything about her they just try to like i I like to think I like to think that Bill Paxton and her actually have a really deep connection, that they have a ton in common. We just never saw it. But off screen, they're having a lot of deep conversations about their opinions on the death penalty or whatever, and they're just really connecting. They're just really vibing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They met on like the old school internet, which were like leather pants how-to forums. Yeah, like a chat room. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, that's what they call the club. He doesn't actually go clubbing. They just hang out on the chat room, the club. On the World Wide Web, yeah. on America Online. Uh, the world's biggest club. Yeah. Uh, question four at Skookumidity. Skookumidity. Love that name. Love Twitter. Thanks for listening. Uh, pitch us a fisticuffed-based movies that this title actually suggests. Oh. So actually boxing. and uh, I'm going to say... 
uh, I'll go first. I think that this is actually about you know how uh, Kim Basinger owned that small town in Georgia. I'm going to say you could actually own the town of Helena, Montana, if you win it in a boxing oh. match. That See, is great. The heavyweight cha- heavyweight champion of Montana gets Helena. I was going to say that this is this is an old west style thing, deep in the Silver Rush uh, days of Montana. And so, you know, this guy comes to town, and he, he's an okay good fighter, uh, but he gets in an argument at the saloon, and it turns out the whole town wants to fight him, and he says, one at a time, and they're like, we'll have a tournament, and he has to, you know, tweak his little handlebar mustache and, and put his six guns aside and, and fight everybody in town. He has to fight the whole town, including the babies. I was gonna pitch. It I was as pretty on board until you started punching babies. <laughs> the babies. Well, maybe the babies know how to fight really well. Oh, yeah, yeah. pitch this as like also contemporary times, meaning 1993. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Sherilyn Fenn, but she's this this incredibly beautiful woman, and no one takes her seriously. But she just really wants to run her own company, so she has mm. to punch her way through the glass ceiling oh. in order to like get respect as a person beyond yeah. just her. And what about face. what since it's uh, made by this? Uh, let's say it's made by the same director who doesn't uh, understand subtlety. She works at a mm-hmm. glass ceiling manufacturer. Yes. So she's constantly yeah. actually punching pieces of glass above her head. And it's yeah. called like the patriarchy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, or what if what if Helena is a beautiful, uh, soft chocolate sponge cake that is filled <laughs> with a precious, like cream, mm-hmm. delightful whipped topping that becomes a filling, and then you, uh, you know, this is a this is the story of one courageous baker who starts putting his creations in in little boxes and selling them to the masses and it takes off and then he is bought out by the cruel hostess empire (laughs) oh it's a tragedy this is that one's really good i like taking the sex totally out of it and the person just making it about a cake except that then yeah and he he fights courageously against the the name ding dongs for his precious creation Uh, oh oh i love it (laughs) I've had enough of these damn ding-dong people. <laughs> people will buy Helena's, won't they? Yeah. Won't they? You don't need a dumb name for them to sell. This is a brilliant product. Oh, I'm so into this. <laughs> sort of like, uh... oh, and then the baker secretly is dating. He's dating this woman that he doesn't realize works for Hostess. And you've got a you got mail situation. Of course he is. Yeah. Yes. He's, he's dating this woman, this very petite oh, woman named Debbie. Yeah, not, not you, little Debbie. I was going to the same place. <laughs> Deb, I thought we had a good thing going. <laughs> Listen, Tiny Deb, I did not realize you were the same person. Tiny Deb Ta- was my mother. You call me little. Little Debbie. <laughs> T- yeah, Tiny Deborah would have been the mom, I think. Oh, uh, lastly, at Internet Mayor says, how about a game where you get a sport and a missing body part and explain how you'd turn that into an athletic advantage? I like this mm. because of the advantage twist. Um, okay, you're missing your head, but you're great at chess. Nobody can get in your in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's no better answer. <laughs> Anything I had just went straight out the window. <laughs> it tried to put the window, but then it got pulled back in and, and tied oh, down. Man, that is yeah. unusual. That is very strange, Chris. All right, that's the game of top five. Thank you so much, top everybody. Five. Who submitted questions. We really had a great group of them today. Play uh, along with us in the future by going to facebook.com uh, slash read and weep or on Twitter at read underscore weep and uh, let us know. Or always you can respond to the weekly weep 
uh, which you can sign up for at read-weep.com. So now it's time for the minor compliment. We're going to go in reverse order, which means, Chris, you are up first. What is your last nice thing you'll ever say about boxing Helena? Oh, yeah. Uh, mine is for uh, Bill Paxton's character. Um, not, I mean, he seems like Can't kind of a doof. Of but the connection that he has with Helena is... Uh, is it surprisingly is deep? It's surprisingly deep. Yeah. And their friendship is surprisingly deep. And he seems to care a lot about her. and goes through a lot of steps and actually winds up you know, really, really saving the day unexpectedly. And I really like it when there's uh, a surprisingly deep magoo in, in a movie. I'm not going to say unexpectedly, since very early on I was like, well, obviously he has to die, and the only person who's capable of killing him is Bill Paxton. I don't know. Art Garfunkel's got some, some crazy <laughs> eye. That would have been a surprise to me, is if Art Garfunkel was like, whoa, dude, you went way too far on this one. Yeah. You gotta go. Also, a completely wasted Kurtwood Smith uh, in this <laughs> yeah, movie. Kurtwood Smith seriously. could kill anyone. Yeah. All right. Uh, my, oh, compl- my minor compliment is for uh, delivered groceries. Huh? Everyone in this town orders their groceries to be delivered. Seems like a nice life. I yeah. hate shopping for gro- I hate going to the grocery store, and I would love it if I could call up and just be like, I'd like two to three pomegranates bring them to me please charge them to my account sub compliment i like people have accounts where there are aren't there multiple services in your town that can do this for you oh yeah it's just expensive so i want i need to have a mansion first oh sure okay a hot man yeah Yeah. um yeah no i just get into it i I love the delivered stuff um and uh sub sub uh, compliment i love being able to go someplace and say put it on my account yeah it's so good, and so this guy did that in uh, uh, in the the uh, flower shop. Just like put it on my account. I'm a famous person. Yeah, he had sent so many flowers to Helena that he was like an MVP. That's true. And they knew his like, hey, this is uh, Nick. Address. Yeah, and they they just he's like, hi, this is Nick. Oh, hello, Doctor Kavanaugh. Yeah. How was your rugby high ally game oh, that you went through? <laughs> I was winning I over know. this girl who doesn't like you. Going. I wish we'd had more of that conversation and less of him just being like, but Helena, <laughs> I love you. All right. Uh, Tanya, minor compliment. Minor compliment is for the long lost but never forgotten band Enigma. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I can never uh, figure them out. Oh, Enigma. If, you ha- if you're not sure if you know what Enigma sounds like, you should probably go listen to Return to Innocence immediately mm. because it's uh-huh. the, really the best audio punchline that's ever been created. <laughs> is that the ha? Uh, uh, yes. And okay. I think it also, unfortunately, is going to become one of those geezer things because it was part of an era in which there were television commercials for various like oh, pure moods. M- mixed CDs. Pure moods. Pure. You're talking yeah. specifically about pure well, moods. Well, I know, but this was yeah. there were a lot of them. I will not get into this. I will not get into this. <laughs> but <laughs> this was a thing during a very particular time. And this movie is really the best time when Gregorian chant with kind of a weird 90s beat with like some <laughs> some like soaring guitar yeah. makes so much sense. If you're ever going to use Enigma, this is the time. This it, is the time. And uh, it really uh, it really worked. It really brought you into this film. Really made you like everybody involved and it just made it so that instead of wincing my way through that horrifying watch me have sex through this French door, my amputated mm-hmm. captive <laughs> situation, I, I ended up just laughing a lot because the music oh. just took it to that extra place, that extra terrible so place. Good. They even timed out the sex scene to time up with the uh, like heavy breathing that's on the recorded song. Oh, no. Yes! <laughs> it was just so, oh, it was so great. None and, of it. 
I, no, and I feel like that's what elevates this to to the level of true camp as opposed to something that really because i i think that's where this this becomes a romp for me as opposed to torture porn or you know something a little bit more salacious because it's just so silly uh sarah that leaves you what's your minor compliment uh so this is man it's so weird i i mentioned briefly earlier i feel like this could have been a fantastic movie mm-hmm. and i haven't quite finished mentally workshopping how that would be possible but i think there's there's some kernel at the core of this that's like a story about what like weak men try to do to control women who reject them. Yeah. And I think there's an interesting like story to be told about that. And I can, I even think you can make it as like broke and weird as this one is. It just, for some reason it didn't work. I don't know if it needed like a better lead actor or like stronger script, slightly tweaked script. Yeah. But like majorly tweaked (laughs) script. Yeah. yeah, but there's something in this idea that's like interesting. No, I I think you're Absolutely. definitely right. It bumps me out. It could have been like a really interesting like feminist statement. I just wish this was like ninety percent camp. I, it, right now, I feel like it was like sixty maybe, and I wanted it to be a little campier. I think that would have made it better. Yeah, although her just sitting bemused in a box is pretty campy. Well, it's that part where it, they sort you, of became friends was also kind of silly. Like we're oh, just like so reading silly. to her in a garden. Yeah, it's like very Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, yeah. We needed a yeah. Mrs. Potts. Yeah, tale yeah. as old as time. Boy likes girl. Boy kidnaps girl and chops off her limbs. I think there's something there that wasn't there before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's this about, Mama? I'll tell you when you're older. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that is it for our show, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. What did you say, Chris? (laughs) Oh, I thought we were done recording. (laughs) Chris was ready to share more about the town of Brazels in Georgia. (laughs) I was super ready. Okay, tell me about Brazels. (laughs) There are 8,000 people that live there as of 2013. There's mostly a golf course in the middle. And uh, it is less than an hour away from uh, Atlanta, from downtown Atlanta. And it's also shaped real weird due to gerrymandering, which is crazy. Ooh. See? Yeah, it's shaped like Kyrgyzstan, kind of. (laughs) Oh, good. Good job, Kim Basinger. Way to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Can we... Okay, so do you... Do you have to, like, be super wealthy to buy a town, or can just anybody pitch in, buy something? Like, can you buy a small enough town? Maybe. Yeah, I think I think if Cards Against Humanity's like yearly gift thing has shown, with enough small investments, you can buy kind of crappy versions of almost anything. <laughs> well, that is good information, Chris. I appreciate you sharing. That is it for sure. our show. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to be back again next week. Next week is Pod Crawl 2016. Whoa, Pod Crawl! I am so excited to finally for the return of Pod Crawl. This will be our third Pod Crawl, and it is going to be excellent. We are going to be watching next week. Look who's talking! And we're doing the famous "Look Who's Talking" trilogy. We are going to be watching that trilogy with a couple of other great podcasts, so you can listen to our first episode next week. Look who's talking! A couple days after that, the great podcast TBTL with Luke Burbank is going to be talking about "Look Who's Talking" too. Not the sequel, Look Who's Talking Dose, but Look Who's Talking Also. 
Um, yeah. Look Who's Talking 2. And then uh, a couple days after that, the Flophouse will be releasing Look Who's Talking Now. So we're going to have, over the course of maybe 10 days, you'll be able to crawl through all three Look Who's Talking movies from three different podcasts. And it's going to be so interesting, so fun. I can't wait. So listen to ours. We'll make sure we'll post links to, to TBTL and to the Flophouse for theirs. And if you have questions about Look Who's Talking, games you want us to play, get with us now on Facebook.com slash Weep, on Twitter, and on the weekly Weep, readitsweep.com. Thank you so much to uh, Seymour Sin from San Francisco for sponsoring this yeah. episode. Thanks, Seymour. Uh, yeah, I, thank you, Seymour. I, you know, I regret watching this movie, but I don't think I'll regret the experience of talking about it. So yeah, I appreciate right. your donation. I yes. really appreciate. I, I mean, actually, yeah, I did not enjoy it, but and it's haunted me for a couple days, you know. And like, I haven't, I haven't been in a tree once. Like, that's how grossed out I am by it. But <laughs> uh, I, you, you mean th- sexually, of course? Yeah, sexually in a tree. Uh, I've been in a tree, like reading a book, but not just hanging not you know you know what i mean you haven't been in a tree biblically since <laughs> watching i haven't movie. known that not in a tree in a biblical sense since last friday so uh almost 48 hours at this point it's been harrowing um anyway so uh but i know re- it was really interesting and this is gonna i'm gonna tell everybody i meet about this for the next couple months this is my my dinner party conversation everyone will be like are you enjoying this chicken sandwich and then i'll be like let me tell you about another time someone ate chicken so you've been warned. Don't invite Alex to dinner for the next eight weeks, and you will be safe from hearing about this. Yeah. Fortunately, people don't often. Oh no, wait, what? <laughs> I was going to go somewhere else with it, and then I got Aww. lost, and so that's where I bailed. <laughs> you changed your mind. <laughs> also, can the, can the catchphrase of the pod crawl be, you'll be talking before you're walking, because this year's a pod crawl. Yeah. Are we doing that? Yep. I think we're doing that. I think that. that's it. I think that is the... First suggestion in. That's yeah. our, that's how we <laughs> I did it, America. I wanted the motto to be hard work and persistence always pays off in the end, but... Yeah, but Tanya won. Tanya got with, there first. Uh, you'll be talking before you walk in be, with because this pod crawl. Because this is a pod crawl. <laughs> because this is a pod crawl. Yeah, that's right. Uh, awesome. Uh so thank you so much for our sponsor thanks Seymour and uh, if you want to sponsor go to readfreebook.com sign up on the mailing list and you can get in on the next round of sponsorships and thank you for being here thank you for coming back at C. Walter Smith oh yeah yeah absolutely we missed you guys because you asked so nicely Alex (laughs) did you enjoy the podcast without you I did I did and I I sent this on Twitter I, I thought it was really really funny and it's always nice once in a while to uh, get some perspective, step outside the fishbowl a little bit and recognize just how funny uh, y'all are. Well, that's really, I do like it, too, when I listen to it, like being surprised by getting because it's a different experience when you can just listen and you're not having to riff. Did you find yourself trying to riff along at any point? Uh, I didn't because uh, you and Stephen and Ez and Curtis were so funny. Oh, good. Um, you. <laughs> that's sweet. Uh, and we'll also welcome back the, the Tanya Best on Twitter. I also came back. I'm so glad to have both of you guys back in town. Um, did you get a chance to listen to it, Tanya? I haven't yet. I, I, I'm not as good as Chris, and I, I don't come bearing compliments or tourist gifts from France. It was I really it was a, bunged this up, it was a guys. A little controversial. Curtis advocated uh, killing babies multiple times. Mm. You know, fish got to swim. <laughs> think that's applicable but it is a saying so you you nailed that yeah when in rome alex (laughs) 
Anyway, like I like I always say, location, location, location. Uh, that and uh, thank you so much for being here at Sarah Hathaway. Yeah, hey. thank you, Sarah. You Thanks know, for having me, guys. Sarah, we had a quick meeting just a second ago, and we all agreed you had the best compliment today. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, you really didn't need to say that, but I appreciate it so much. <laughs> I feel just as warm and welcome as Mrs. Potts and Chip do in the East <laughs> Mansion. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, Seymour specifically requested you and thought that you would. We really needed your perspective on it, so I appreciate you being able to come in and help uh, shed that. Especially that you would like to see the feminist, ver- better feminist version of it. I think is exactly yeah. what Seymour wanted to hear. I mean, I'm nothing if not predictable. Hey, thanks, Seymour. Thanks for having me. This has long been a, a weird um, goal of mine to see this, and you know, now I've done it, and it's God good willing. to check things off the list. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Bucket List is a, is a terrible name for a real thing, and yours just happened to have Watch Boxing Helena on it. Yeah, and, and be grateful that I'm alive and not in Nick's house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we are all lucky that way. Everybody, uh, so we'll see, we'll see you guys all next week when we all continue to not be in Nick's house. Goodbye. Crawl! That's right there.